0: living a more healthy
1: life. So I love the topic for this year, detoxification. It is one of the most important topics that we could ever address at our health summit. Because as Joel mentioned, everyone, every single person needs to know how to detoxify their body, mind, and spirit in order to achieve optimal health and wellness.
0: If it were easy and convenient, everybody would do it. And the reason it's not easy is because when you start mixing crops makes it very difficult to harvest them because now you've got two different harvest windows. Now you can't run a single harvester down through uh, and even planting the planting at different times. the seeds are different sizes, uh, different kind of calibration of equipment. It, it takes way more management and, um, and, and and intercropping is much more much more uh, conducive to hand harvest, than mechanical harvest. Uh, when you're when you're uh, uh, mechanically running over something, you want as much homogeneity as possible, not heterogeneity.
1: Hi, welcome to Beyond Labels. I'm Dr. Cena McKella, and I am here with our favorite farmer, Joel Salatin. And today, I think this is gonna be a fascinating topic. Joel's gonna to do most of the speaking. Um I wanted to introduce this kick it off because I found what I think is a really interesting article. It was posted in Zero Hedge and this is what it says. From ancient Egypt to medieval England, cultivating one or more crops in the same field was common practice among many farmers for thousands of years. But in the last century, food producers largely stopped intercropping and moved toward an industrial type of agriculture a shift that contributed to 34% of the world's farmland being degraded today. Okay, so now what they're saying is there's been a new interest in what they're calling intercropping, right? Basically cultivating more than one crop in the same field, so mixing crops. And they're saying that farmers are starting to understand that improves soil health, it decreased costs. Um, And as we know from research we've done on this show in the past, Joel, It also usually increases nutrient density of those foods and biodiversity of the microbes um, when you intercrop. So what they're reporting on is that there's a new project in the EU. It's called Leguminos. And researchers are starting to study the benefits of intercropping in eight different European countries, as well as in Egypt and Pakistan, They have 180, what they're calling, living labs, where farmers who are farming by a monoculture system are going to introduce one strip of intercropped cereals and legumes, so like a wheat paired with a pea or a barley, um, you know, with with beans. They already have results from one of the UK's living labs, and the test farm plant um, that planted wheats and, wheat and beans. They reported a 27% increase in the intercropped plot compared with the monoculture strip of the same farm, right? So this is on the same farm. They got a 20% increase. I'm assuming that means in yield. They also had less weeds reported. Um, a pre- preliminary analysis of the soil showed less plant disease present, uh, meaning less need to buy and use agricultural chemicals there was another test plot that tested wheat intercrop with clover and they said it completely removed the presence of a parasitic weed called daughter so i want to jump into this because this is really interesting i'm really hoping that this catches on right and that's the purpose of this study they're actually showing to have good test results and they're trying to convince more farmers to farm this way by, you know, farming by intercropping as opposed to monocropping, like we do predominantly here in the US as well. Um, And also hoping that consumers become educated about how their fruits and vegetables are actually grown and maybe exercise the power of their dollar, right? To try to help shift the market. So, but my first question, Joel, for you is, if the crop mixing is beneficial to farmers, right, and beneficial to consumers based on nutrient, uh, more dense nutrients profile and more robust microbiome of those foods, why did industrial agricultural agriculture basically wipe it out? Like for the most part, what allowed that to happen?
0: yeah well, it's a it's the it's the it's of course a great question uh Cena and uh the reason is because this isn't easy. Uh, if it were easy and convenient, everybody would do it. and the reason it's not easy is because when you start mixing crops, it makes it very difficult to harvest them because now you've got two different harvest windows. Now you can't run a single harvester down through. Uh, and even planting the planting at different times the seeds are different sizes uh different kind of calibration of equipment it it takes way more management and um and and, and intercropping is much more much more uh conducive to hand harvest than mechanical harvest uh when you're when you're uh, uh mechanically running over something you want as much Homogeneity as is, is possible, not heterogeneity, and so and so. Uh, uh, you know, my first reaction when you sent this article to me and I, I read through it was, well, boy, you talk about uh, back to the future. I mean, you know, the the indigenous American uh, farming, the three sisters, you know, the three sisters garden of corn, beans, and squash. Uh, was the ultimate, you know, intercropping, you know, um, leguminous kind of a system, and that was done, you know, for centuries prior to European arrival here in the Americas. And so, um, and so, the reason that we went away from that kind of thing is because the the planting of those three things um, is almost impossible with machines. And, you know, if you if you plant them all at the same time, the corn plant might not be big enough to trellis up the, uh, the, the the beans. So you have to plant the beans two weeks behind the corn so the corn can get up about a foot before you plant the beans. Otherwise, the corn isn't a strong enough trellis and the beans actually uh, overwhelm the corn. Well, you can't go down with a machine and, and plant beans two weeks after you planted a corn without tearing up the corn you know it 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 just it's very very difficult very very tedious and so the monocropping was was um you know the the pillar of the four pillars of industrialism are are mechanization routinization simplification and 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 specialization those four things mechanization routinization specialization and simplification. And so everything in the industrial agriculture sector is all about making it more routine, more simple, more specialized, so that you can mechanically move through all those four pillars come to bear in a, in a mono, you know, in a monocrop situation. And so the intercropping just takes a lot more management um, uh, often, you know, far more conducive to handwork, and uh, and not nearly as conducive to to uh, mechanical work, so that, that's why we went to the monocrop, and uh, and so the 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 whole idea of the intercropping is um, you know is fraught with logistical and and practical you know problems on a on a mechanic you know on an industrial mechanical scale.
1: Okay. Yeah. And I was, I read this fascinating article over the weekend. This is from science in 2022. It's titled the ancient grain Sowing method could be farming's future. And this will piggyback on what you're saying. They're talking about how in Ethiopia, it's one of the few places in the world where farmers still grow uh I think I'm saying that right that term for growing different varieties and species of grains in the same field, right? Intercropping with grains. Mm -hmm. And they're saying that, uh, that the Ethiopian farmers feel pressured to grow modern monocultural crops. And this is in large part because you need uniformity, like what you're talking about. They said the global market wants a certain type of wheat for their wonder bread a mixture of three varieties of wheat and four varieties of barley with some other things thrown in really doesn't make the cut that basically there is this consumer demand that we want it all uniform. Right. And we talked about this previously with um, produce with fruits and vegetables. And part of the reason why there's a coating often a wax coating on it is because we want it to look a certain way. Right. So that was a man-made problem. So they're saying that there is this demand that you want everything to have um like a uniform taste. So when you intercrop, for instance, with the grain, the bread that you make from it or the beer that you make from it might have a little different flavor to it, right? Based on whatever was intercropped and what survived. Um, and that we are wanting, the consumers are demanding basically a mono taste, right? If you will. <laughs> a mono crop oh. giving you this mono taste. <laughs> yeah yeah listen
0: you know imagine imagine if the average person getting a loaf of bread um got you know one loaf uh had brown speckles in it and another one had black speckles in it one tasted a little more like rye one tasted a little more like barley i mean people would go crazy we we live i mean um just 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 think about uh what happens in a in a franchise, you know, I'll just give you a personal story. Years ago, we, um, we had a friend who introduced us to Cracker Barrel, you know, the, the restaurant chain Cracker Barrel. And um, what he did, he was, he was buying our eggs and he would take them into Cracker Barrel and uh, order breakfast and, and give the, uh, the uh, attendant the waitress, the eggs and say, I want, I, I want two side up eggs but I want you to cook these for me. And, um, one time he did that and the cook came running back in from the kitchen to see this guy and said, where did you get these eggs? I've never seen eggs like this. And, um, so he told him and the next, next thing, you know, within, within like two or three weeks here, I'm, I'm talking to the vice president of, of, of new product marketing at, at, uh, Cracker Barrel headquarters in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and um, and you know and she was interested in what we were doing with the pastured eggs and and all this stuff, and uh, so she was actually very very interested, and uh, so you know my vision was okay. So there's at that time I think there was 100, 187 Cracker Barrels, uh, and my vision and each one of them get this each one of them used 600 dozen eggs. I'm sorry um yeah 600 dozen eggs a week so think wow. about that 600 dozen next week and um i mean that that's almost enough to support a small farmer on a you know on a 10 or 12 acre place and so my vision was okay so i get i get 187 small farms all within like 5 to 10 miles of cracker barrels and you know and we we, we supply the eggs and uh, so anyway, she asked me, so um, if we want to do this, how long would it take you to, you know, to to supply us? Oh. And um, and of course, she was thinking we would supply all the eggs to poly, uh, to to uh, Cracker Barrel, you know, from Polyface. We, we No, no, no. That wasn't my my idea was we have, you know, 187 farms supplying 187 Cracker Barrel and. Um, Anyway, I told her, well, yeah, we got it. We got to buy the chickens. We've got to. I mean, it would be it would be several years before I could get such a network going. So, and and quickly, she just cut me off. She said, "Well, forget it. We we can't do it because there's nothing that makes people angrier in a chain or a franchise situation than having something taste different or look different or be able to get something different in one and not be able to get it in another one." Mm-hmm. And so, we we have completely commodified and um and and uniformed uh not only our food system but even our our personal expectations in our in our culture uh where we don't we don't appreciate different we appreciate same nobody mm-hmm. wants to go to a McDonald's and have a burger taste different in one than it tastes in another one and, and so so this all th- this whole thing goes hand in hand this uniformity you really i mean that was that was the perfect word uniformity is the is the foundation of 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 commo- of, of commodification uh because you don't want you don't want one bushel of corn to be different than another, another bushel of corn you don't want one bushel of wheat to be different than another bushel of wheat you want uniformity uh because otherwise you can't call it yellow dent corn number five you know you can't call it you know uh wheat number three you know and um and of course the commodity traders they don't want variety because every time you have variety you got to have a different silo to store it in well we don't want to have a different silo we want all stored in one silo wanting one great big silo so it's all one great you know great big thing we don't want we don't want differentiation and uh, you know w- when uh when uh um gmos first came in you know commodity organisms I went to you know went to my the feed mill that I'd been using I said hey I want to get GMO free and uh boy they wouldn't even give me the time of day uh you know they 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 didn't want to complicate their life with other storage storage bins you know to separate one product from another and so uniformity is absolutely uh the 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 key through you know throughout the system even to even I would suggest to the American, food expectation. You know, we want that, we want that, that item to be exactly the same uh, in one place as well as another. And so, you know, we, we've kind of, we, we've kind of done it to ourselves, you know, we've fallen in and, 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 and then, and then when you, I mean, you know, one of our favorite topics is the food labeling. Um, You know, if you, if you veer from a label at all, then suddenly your label is illegal and now you can't have that product because it's actually not that, It's, it's this. And, um, and so the labeling laws, you know, right right into this as well. Even if it's healthier, right. right. Even Even if it's healthier, even if it's, even if it's healthier. And, um, I remember, I remember, um, one, one restaurant we were in and, uh, or tried to get in and the chef wouldn't, um, he wouldn't look at our eggs. He he tasted our eggs. He says, wow, these, these have a taste. He said, and he looked at me, he said, nah, we don't want these. Our customers don't want eggs with taste. They, they, they just want bland. They just want bland. Yeah. And um, and and you know, a lot of the uh, you know, the 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 doctoring up that we do with American food now with all of our sauces and barbecue and all this stuff is because our food is so bland, it doesn't have any taste. And one of the funnest things we do here, you know, at the farm is, is, you know, we cook stuff, you know, pork and chicken and, and different things, you know, with no salt, no, nothing serve it. People say, what, what'd you put on? No, we didn't put anything on it. You know, what you're tasting is all that, all that, um, you know, diversity of, uh, of feedstock coming into it, you know, the salad bar and all that stuff. I'll get down that rabbit hole, but, but the, the, you know, the, the intercropping, or the you know the leguminose, as they're calling this, and you got to put a fancy uh, scientific name on it. Um, <laughs> all, all, all of that, all of that, absolutely, absolutely, is exactly what ecology wants. It's what pollinators want. It's what soil cover wants. It, 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 it's it's everything proper ecologically. It's just really hard. Uh, as you find out when you have an industrial system an industrial system does not sit well on top of an ecological system
1: thank you for joining us on beyond labels our mission with this podcast is to make it accessible to everyone
0: but we are behind a paywall because the issues we discuss are often subject to censorship we've run into that and so we have an extremely modest paywall to let us have the freedom to discuss the kind of issues we want to discuss in the way we want to discuss them. And you can become a member and enjoy all this content by clicking on the description box below. We look forward to having you join our family.